welcome to the Worship Leader Probs Podcast with your hosts Jeremy and Brian, aka Mr. Probs, aka Big Tasty. Look, serving in worship and production can be one of the most rewarding experiences. But it can also feel like I'm a worship pastor, and I'm a production pastor, and these are are our problems. problems. Welcome to episode 74 of the Worship Leader Probs podcast, where we aim to encourage, entertain, and equip worship and tech leaders all over the world, sponsored by Planning Center Online. What's up, Big Tasty? I love the variations of the song. You know, I'm trying. I know that people really enjoy. It. I mean, the, there's always the original. What's up, big tasty? And that just <laughs> kind of flew off my tongue. I mean, look when you're when you have a gift. You remember the old song? You know, hide it under a bushel. No, I'm gonna <laughs> let it shine. Right. I, so that's that's you. Ne- I've never actually heard the no. Yeah, we. Uh, that's how we did it in the AG. We we screamed. Oh, okay. A lot of screaming. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> in a good way. A lot, you know. And tambourines were the tambourines. There were tambourines, yes, nice. yes, there were tambourines. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, guys, welcome to episode seventy-four of the Worship Leader Probs podcast. Um, for those of you who are listening here on Tuesday, we're actually live streaming this right now on Saturday uh, to our Facebook audience. And so, um, yeah, we tried a little a little online experiment last night. We had a new event that we called uh, Friday Night Game Night. And so, what we did is awesome. we played. It was a, it was a lot of fun. We played Jackbox games. If you're familiar with that, you uh you, you can log in. A lot of times, cable boxes will have this game where you get on a computer and you can uh, mirror it up to your TV, and then like you can get up to eight people on their phones playing along. And it's games like almost like a Pictionary or Win Loser Draw. There's like uh, Mad Libs, yeah. and everybody's putting in their stuff, and then you're <laughs> you're like voting on who was the funniest and the things that you like the most. So we played this last night. It was me and me and Brian. Um, our friend Dan, who's one of our WOP certified coaches, um, and also part of a new WOP consulting that we'll tell you guys about today. Um, and so with Dan, and then we had uh, Rhett Walker, Chris <laughs> McClarney, and Corey Miller from Red Rocks. And we all jumped on to this thing and we live streamed it to Twitch. And so you're probably sitting here going, What the heck is Twitch? I've never heard of that. Twitch is like a, oh, Brian being one of them. That would be it's, me. <laughs> It's, it's a streaming platform. Mostly it's used for people who are like streaming themselves playing video games. But there's a lot of like people who just get on and like teach the stock market or somebody will actually play a movie and just watch the movie with all of their followers. It's, it it's is a, a weird, weird world. It's a new world, so, man. Yeah. So we, we live streamed the Friday night game night and it was a lot of fun. And, and there was a, a random girl from Florida. Megan got in was Megan was playing and I think she won the night. She did. She, she, she didn't like barely win the night. No. Like she, she smoked us. Yeah. And what was amazing is we would be like, Megan, we need to know more about you. So we'd be like, who's your favorite Marvel character? And she would somehow in her answer, <laughs> slip in star Lord. Or we asked Megan, what's your favorite cereal? What's your favorite cereal? And then all of a sudden we find out we just see one of her, Vanilla honey bunches of oats. <laughs> and God bless so, him. McCarney was playing on his deck in the rain. Yeah. In the rain. And then his, that is his, just, I think his wife called him inside. Yeah. That is just <laughs> dedication right there. So, all right. Well, before we get too much further into the podcast, why don't we tell all the lovely viewers, that's the first time we've been able to say that, and Ooh. listeners, right? Absolutely. About our, about our sponsor, Planning Center Online. Well, here, here's the deal. You know what we think about Planning Center? It is the based. And it, it ain't even close, folks. It, no. it, if I could be so bold as to use the word ain't, it ain't even close. Okay, so here's, let me tell you about it. Planning Center, they won't lock you into any contracts. No, they won't. You can adjust or cancel your plan at any time with no fees or fines. Any plan starts with a 30-day free trial. They won't even ask you for payment until after those 30 days. Planning Center is designed to scale to the needs of your church. You can use whatever applications you want at any level you need. And their support. I mean, don't even get me started on their support, right? Ab- absolutely anyone can reach out to Planning Center support, regardless of whether or not you're even a customer yet or what your role is at the church. They'll get back to you with in-depth answers, often within an hour. Oh, come on. You don't believe it? Reach out today. Planning.center slash support. 
I mean, here's the deal. In scripture, when it talks about giving, the Lord says, test me in this. Yeah, right. And I feel like planning centers, the same thing. Like within an hour, test me in this. They want, they want you. Test away. It. Test away, nation. Yeah. And like we've said so many times, like I know if, if you're a worship leader or a tech guy, you're watching this, you're using services. We get it. It's the best, right? Mm, I'm so telling good. you, it's so good. go try some of the other apps for, for managing your entire church. And I think you'll be kind of blown away uh, with how much more you'll actually be able to do in ministry. I know right now, uh, with what we're going through with the virus and everything, planning center is like super clutch. Yes, it is, man. Being able to go in and just, you know, check on people and need a phone number, all that kind of stuff, man. Yeah, they're awesome. And they're, they I think they're waving, they're waving some fees and all kinds of stuff right now. So check them out, man. They're, they're awesome. Dude, it just hit me as we were beginning to chat here. The last time we were live on Facebook together, we were revealing your identity. Holy moly. You know? And remember how scared you were? I was, that like, I was it, terrified. It, not of like getting on and being in front of the people. It was that the whole thing would come to a grinding halt once they knew who you were. Yeah, I was. That was. I was. The, I was sure of that actually. Yeah, and now the people need them some tasty. <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know that anyone has ever said that. <laughs> uh, well, Lori said not too long ago that she uh, needed a, a BT fix. Lori's very special. <laughs> she is very special. She is very special. Uh, so be looking out for um, uh, the, this whole idea of the Friday night game night. It'd be a lot of fun. You can get in and we can all kind of play this thing together and be uh, interacting in the chat and stuff like that. So we're going to do a little bit more of that. Cause like, look, you heard us say at the beginning, like we have three E's that we kind of hold to uh, when it comes to worship leader props. And that's entertaining, which is this, like having you get on, trying to make you laugh, having a good time. We take, sometimes take church too seriously. Uh, <laughs> That's why we have the Instagram account is part of that is just the entertainment. That is part uh, of what we feel called to do. Uh, then equipping. Um, we just really care about you guys. You know, Brian's got 25 years of ministry. I've got 11 years of church ministry uh, and just doing a lot of cool stuff. Um, and so like, we just have a heart to take really like, it, honestly, the cool thing is like, you get to learn all the things we did wrong. So you don't have to continue to do that. Fam, there's been uh, a lot. There's been a, that's a long list for me. It is a long list. It is. <laughs> and then the last thing is we like, we just want to encourage you. Like we say this all the time, but we're like, so in your corner, we are so thankful for you guys because like Brian and I, we're, we're both full-time in churches. We know what it's like. It's hard. Absolutely. That long hours, the complaining, like all that kind of stuff that's there, like we experience it too. So, man, we just want to encourage you to stay strong, to stay in the fight. Uh, remember what Ray Jones said, don't give up on Monday. Yeah, uh, You know what I mean? So that's just all those things are super important to us. So that's the idea of the game night, when do some entertaining. And so one of the things that we've been talking a lot about is part of, of, our, of our goal is this equipping thing. Mm. And so, um, you know, we're in this season right now. Um, man, we're like, we're trying to figure out how to do church differently. Absolutely. You know? Like we're trying to have church without actually being able to be in the same building together. And so I'm getting a ton of questions. My friends are getting a ton of questions of how do we do this? How do we do this well? And so um, we have put together at Worship Leader Probs something called WLP Consulting. Um, and it's specifically, it, it's going to grow in its depth and reach of what we want to be able to help with. But one of the things that uh, we really want to like jump out of the gate with is help with live streaming. Um, and so, uh, we got three guys that are a part of this right now. You got myself, um, and then you've got Dan Smith, who is the audio director for Willow Creek. And, uh, I've got to spend some one-on-one -on -one time with Dan. He flew to Florida. We did a bunch of stuff like huge heart for the church, but mm. like as big as his heart is, his knowledge when it comes to audio and tech and all that stuff, like second to none. And then we have our good friend, Keith and Carol. Uh, Keith was one of the production directors for Christ Fellowship, who runs, oh, you know, like 50,000 people on the weekend. Um, and so, and Keithan's freelance. Keithan's been on tour with the likes of like Taylor Swift and all kinds of people. And so like, man, if you go to our website, www.worshipleaderprobs.com, uh, we got a little form you can fill out about joining in with us. There's a little bit of a fee to be involved in it, but we've tried to keep it really, really low. And basically what would happen is we're going to jump in with you guys. You're going to send us a link of your live stream. We're going to get together. We're going to watch this thing. We're going to take meticulous notes of ways that we feel like you can improve on what you're doing to create a dynamic, God-honoring online experience that will help connect people to the life-changing power of Jesus Christ. And so it's like over 40 years worth of tech experience between these three guys. Um, and then from there, we'll, we'll actually walk with you to help you develop a, a, an incredible online presence. And so, um, yeah, all you got to do, 
worshipleaderprobs.com and uh, you guys can get signed up there and then we'll be in touch with you ASAP. You know what else we learned about Dan last night? What did we learn about Dan? He's a whale of an artist. <laughs> yeah. On the did, game night. You he know, did pretty good. At the bag game of night, cutlery. Yeah. His was, was, His was pretty, pretty nice. Good. It was pretty nice. It was really good. I've never seen a bag of cutlery, but I would imagine it would look a lot like Dan's drawing. Oh, absolutely. Hey, I got a question for you. Okay. Favorite Batman? My favorite Batman? Yeah. Christian Bale. Okay. I was See, I knew. I knew Jeremy will have an answer to this. Oh, absolutely. So, I'm, but I'm not going to give you one of my patented answers why. Oh. You're, are you, was it, would that be a deep dive into the comic legend? No, not at all. Okay. Well, I, I would agree with you. I think Christian Bale, you know, I would, I would, I would go... Uh, of the of the like live action yeah. that, that I'm aware of, there probably are others. I would say Christian Bale, Michael Keaton, Ben Affleck. Well, you're forgetting Val Kilmer. He's yeah, in there. but I didn't think he was that good. What about George Clooney? I, not even an honorable mention in my book. Who would be a better Batman, me or Scott Longyear? You. I would go long here. You think so? I do. Oh, he's got skills. All right, dude. So where are you at with Easter planning? So we we got Easter next weekend. It's coming, man. Like a freight train. It's coming. Redesigned. <laughs> like a tidal on, on, wave. Yeah, right. So, you know, we all for months have been working on Easter. We've got all these plans and dreams. And um, I was I was doing all kinds of stuff that I had not done in a long time. And I was really, really energized and excited. And then yeah. this happened and none of it, none of the plan worked. <laughs> so yeah, man, it's here. We're recording ours uh, next Tuesday, the day the pot that this podcast will drop. Awesome. And um, I'm almost completely finished. I'm uh, uh, our pastor's fine tune in the end of his uh, message. And so uh, we typically would come out of that with a song and I really work hard to, you know, make sure that's, uh, right in line with where he's leaving the people at the end of the message. And so that's the final piece uh, of the Easter puzzle for us. That's awesome. How about you? So, well, we we recorded all of our uh, video last week and audio last week. And so uh, like I think I told you guys, like we're doing a pretty highly produced Easter service. So we did like a kind of a legit video shoot and we moved all of our cameras up and we were able to get a couple extra cameras and stuff. And so that's going to be like a really highly produced uh, Easter set with the worship. Uh, and then from there, we're filming the pastor, children's pastor, and our, our student pastor. Um, the original idea was to do this really cool thing with our children's pastor to like drop him out of an airplane because he's talking about fear uh, to the kids. But they all got shut down because they're not doing that right now. Although that would, have, uh, uh, that would have been uh, in compliance of the six-foot... Well, rule, you not, know, when you're floating out in the those, those middle of the small. sky. <laughs> yeah. After so, the drop. Yeah. Uh, so I think uh, we, we still have a little bit more to film this week, but uh, I know our uh, worship pastor and our video guy are going to be heavy into the video editing. Uh, and then all of our audio has been sent up to our good friend, Dylan Seals, uh, who's like a Grammy nominated audio engineer. And uh, so he's going to be working on that audio. So we'll get that back through all that together and we'll have a Easter service next week. And so tomorrow's going to be fun though. So we're just recording as much content as possible. So we're going to record like another 10 songs, kind of like an acoustic set tomorrow. But nice. what we're going to do, Lori and I and Andy and uh, our worship pastor and a few others, we're all going to go to the church and be active in the comments together in the same room, six feet apart. Nice. You know, we, nice. we, we, we got to follow up. So I'm kind of looking forward to that. Like, that's going to be kind of fun. Like actually being around everybody and doing this thing together. So it's an adjustment, man. It is you know, definitely. being at home all the time. I think I, I told you a little bit. We did an Instagram live together uh, a few days ago. And yeah. I told you my sweet wife has been very gracious to me because I am like on every grocery delivery app you can be on. <laughs> and I'm constantly like, well, what if this, what if it goes longer? What if it goes longer? And we run out of bread or Doritos or whatever. And so, yeah. My, or many, many donuts. <laughs> many donuts. I got to tell you, okay, Hostess Donuts. Are, oh, yeah. They are the, that is the like Mount Everest 
of, of powdered sugar donuts, in my opinion. They were out of them yesterday. So I'm, I'm on this app called Shipt, S-H-I-P-T. Yeah. And the, the, the shopper, she, she texts me and she goes, hey, they don't have Hostess. They have Little Debbie. Ooh, what's so she, she brought me Little Debbie. I got to go thumbs down. Now, a powdered sugar donut can only be so bad. You know, it's still, at the end of the day, it's still a powdered sugar donut. But Still better than a carrot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it, it can't, they, they couldn't carry Hostess's empty donut bag. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm glad that you have found those. Okay. What would you say is one thing you've learned in these past couple of weeks that you'll take when we get back together? Um, I think... Okay, so if you if you run a meme page, you learn to appreciate engagement. Yeah, engagement with people that makes all the difference in the world, you know. And and for us, the meme page is like a gateway. We've talked to you about that before. It's like a gateway yeah. to have the deeper conversations. And so, you know, sure, we like to make you laugh, but if that's all there is, that sort of for me and for you, that rings kind of empty at the end of the day. And right. so I think even valuing engagement as much as I do, I sold it far short of its important place uh, in the conversation with my teams at church, uh, the congregation, um, you know, going the extra mile to really engage people yeah. in, in conversations. That is that is far and away for me the 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 big learn the big takeaway it's exactly the same for me like i just can't I, it's shocked me how much i miss doing life with the volunteers um you know like we're still doing the rooted thing and while it's awesome we did rooted this morning it was so good seeing all my friends and seeing all that kind of stuff like i'm not going to lie i was like i really wish we were in person there's something about like giving somebody a hug or, you know, putting your arm around your friend. Like I'm I'm not, I feel like I sometimes have taken that stuff for granted. And this has been like a reminder to not take those things for granted. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, well, and even walking with people who are going through pain, like, you know, if you're, God forbid, you're in a family that has experienced some sort of tragic loss during this time, um, which we have some dear friends who are walking through that, you know, there's no funeral, there's no memorial service. Um, there's no way to kind of gather uh, physically and really celebrate that person uh, right now. And that's a, that, you know, walking with your teams while they're walking through that. Yeah. I mean, that's why, this, that's why we're doing this. It's man. also, this is an amazing time though, to be reaching out to your team, sending little handwritten notes, like just phone calls. Like it's amazing how much just like one phone call mm. will just light up those volunteers because I <sighs> I've been thinking a lot about like, what's the new normal? Like when, when we finally get the okay and we all start posting when service is going to be again, oh, where we can all be in the same room. Like I've kind of struggled back and forth with our, our have we made, are we going to work so hard on our live stream experience and make it so easy for them to be able to go to church? Are they just going to want to stay in their PJs on the couch or are people going to be so excited for fellowship that they're going to, come back in droves. Um, I don't know what, what MPCC is experiencing, but like our online attendance is like almost double what our normal attendance is of people that actually come. And you wonder if we've engaged new people that may come. So I, I think I'm leaning towards, we could see another moment where the church just could explode again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So like taking the time now to, to love on these volunteers, to love on the people just imagine how much deeper it's going to be when you get to see them again. And, you know, for me, I get to go give, you know, John Sylvia a high five as he goes steps behind the console to mix and to give mm -hmm. Zach a hug when he shows up to come. Like, mm -hmm. I just, I get super excited thinking about that. So like trying to pour into that now so that when everybody gets back together, we're like, let's think and go. Cause I feel like there's a chance, like, um, did you guys after nine 11, did you guys see like a big spike in attendance? Well, uh, you know, Kim and I had just left our ministry oh, that's right. position to, that's when you went on to, the road, to yeah. travel full time. So my last Sunday at my church was Sunday, September 9th, oh, my goodness. 2001. Okay. So it was two days before. Uh, I, I, I was in touch. They had a, a guy doing an interim 
who had never done any kind of worship ministry before. And so uh, a lot of time on the phone with him, like, you know, sounding, being, just being a sounding board, like, bro, I don't have a magic bag of tricks for this because we've never walked through this before. And so, um, but that, you know, I know that church did see a spike as well as, you know, churches all over the place. I, I think, you know, always the hope is um, that that spike will be not just a spike, but like a springboard into deeper conversations. And I know, yeah. you know, we're talking a lot on our staff about how can we get ready for that? Mm-hmm. And what does that look like? Um, I certainly, People I think get ready. Jesus is coming soon. We'll be going home. home. I didn't even have the bell out, man. Yeah. The you're right. In my heart, Brian. You're it's right. In my heart. <laughs> All right, my man, it's time. You ready? I'm sorry. Cause I know, I know the people are ready and they're waiting with bated breath for the first segment of our podcast that we like to call prayer concerns. I love that after 74 episodes, we both dance to this part because we know there's going to be music. <laughs> well, every week on the worship leader problems podcast, we like to read the prayer concerns that you guys send us to uh, the worship leader problems podcast. And so what prayer concerns is for us, uh, if you've never listened to our podcast before. Um, so we all have a connection card, a welcome card in our churches. Uh, and on that card, we always put, how can we be praying for you? But instead, uh, people like to put all the things that we're doing wrong. They like to let us know there's no toilet paper left in the bathroom. Um, and never are they actual prayer concerns, but they're always the things that uh, just they'd like to share with us because we need to know. So, BT, what do we got this week? Let's dive right in. Prayer concern number one. I received a call from an elderly gentleman after our first Sunday live stream who said, I needed to watch more televangelists so I could learn how to preach at a camera better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Have you watch guys more. done that, though? Have you guys like, hey, whenever you speak, make sure you look at camera one, like all the craziness. We we have. We, we had that talk for the first couple of weeks, and then we went to like this kind of stripped down almost acoustic version in those. So now we're not looking at cameras unless okay. we're talking or whatever. So yeah, it's yeah. a different, it's a whole different deal, man. Dude, we, we're, we're, we have TV studios now. Exactly. We're producing live TV shows that we week record. Yeah, exactly. Crazy. All right. Number two, prayer concern. Number two, I once had someone lecture me for drawing on my arm with a Sharpie. God, <laughs> I got told I should never ever get tattoos. I had to just <laughs> pretend to agree the whole time so I could make it through it. Do you have any tattoos? I do not. I do not have any tattoos. Okay. If, if you were to get a tattoo, what would you get? Hmm. That is a good question. I've, some people have challenged me. I'm not, I don't want to talk about that challenge because I'm not ready to commit to that challenge. The hundred K challenge. I don't know. I don't know what that means. I, 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 you know, you could go, to a, go with the cross. Get us to 100,000. Go with the cross. You could go with the Bible verse, you know? Yeah. yeah. Get us to 100,000 followers on Instagram and you got to get the logo tattooed somewhere on your body. I don't know about that. Why not? First of all, I have, I've been told that it's very painful. Okay. Are I, you I'm not, not a fan? I'm not like running, you know, into pain, <laughs> like it, with excitement. No, not at all. I don't know. I don't, but I don't. Do you have any? I do not. And my wife adamantly will not let me get one, even though I like I'm 40 now. So I'm like midlife crisis. And I'm like, I want a tattoo. And she's like, you are not. That wouldn't even surprise me if she's watching right now, me even mentioning tattoo to see her walk in the room and just give no. <laughs> you know, I think that would be a gift to the listeners if she did that. It would be a gift, but she's probably not going to. So, <laughs> Okay. Prayer concern number three. In our lives. <laughs> Real quick. Kim just commented, why wouldn't you get your wife's name? Hey, that's, you know, I would love to do that. Or KT, you know, that's what we call her. Oh, yeah. KT. Yeah. I love that woman. All right, number three, prayer concern number three. In our live stream chat on the website, I got this comment. I did not like the thousands of hearts (laughs) floating by. While the pastor was <laughs> preaching, it is distracting. Did he even know that was happening? 
Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, didn't like the week, reactions. Yeah, our first week, there must have been a kid with like mom's iPad or something because it was like, you know, like when the heart goes up, you see the profile picture yeah. and it was the same profile picture over and over <laughs> and over. So there's like some little six-year-old just going tap, 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 tap. Unbelievable. Okay, number four, prayer concern number four. I literally had a lady tell me and our team, I wish a big screen would just come up so we couldn't see you all and you wouldn't be so loud. God wants quiet voices. My reply, oh yeah? Where's that found in scripture? She did not like that response. (laughs) Dude, the Jesus juke is the best thing of all time. Like, oh really? That's awesome. Can you show? Yeah, where'd you find that? <laughs> Give me an address, please. Yeah, I uh, I usually see where it's like, we're going to get even louder. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Chapter and verse, please. Yeah. Okay, number five, last one, bottom of the pudding cup. This was sent by a head pastor after doing a live stream service. And he said, yesterday, someone excitedly told me how much they loved having the ability to fast forward the church service last Sunday. <laughs> Come on, fam. That's the best. Come on now. Uh, I I can. Uh, the funniest is there's actually people that have like posted where people are like, it's too loud. And they're like being serious. Like your live stream is just way too loud. Can you please turn it down? It's like, so what? You have the power. Cecil. For the first time ever. Cecil and or Karen. No offense to the Cecils and Karens out there. <laughs> Oh, well, if you would like us to read your prayer concerns here on the Worship Leader Probs podcast, all you got to do is go to www.worshipleaderprobs.com, click on the prayer concerns tab. And from there, uh, we got a little form that you can fill out. Super easy, super simple. And uh, we don't ask for your name. We don't ask for your church's name. We keep it completely anonymous. So thank you for being part of the Worship Leader Probs podcast. Hey, let me ask you a question. Have you subscribed? I know you're listening and you maybe you're watching on Facebook as we're recording mm. this, but have you subscribed? Have you left a five-star review? Uh, that, those are, Brian, in the day and age that we're in right now, those are very important questions. Cru- you might even say crucial. Oh, yeah. Because here's the deal. You ain't, y'all ain't doing none. Exactly. Right? Go subscribe. Yeah. Hit that subscribe button. Five stars. Nothing less. Five stars. And then share it with a friend. Yeah, I mean, come on. Share it with your team. Share it with your teams. Hey, here's an idea. You got a Karen or a Cecil giving you prayer concerns every week? Share it with them. They they may just hear their prayer concern on the podcast, and it might, the Lord may say to their heart in that still small voice, stop it. (laughs) 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 <laughs> That's fantastic. Oh, all right, my man. Well, we're really excited. We got oh, to speak uh, last week with Cody Carnes. Um, and I know many of us, we've started to already do the blessing in our churches. Mm-hmm. And so you're actually going to get a chance to kind of hear the story of where that song came from. And uh, it was kind of a, of a shocker. Like, there's th- that actually wasn't the song they were working on the day it was yeah. written. And, and he, well, he'll tell you, but I don't think he was even that excited about hanging around for it. Yeah. Until like it started to happen. And even then, and you know what I mean? Like there's a chance that song may not have happened and then some things afterwards. So a um, lot of really cool stuff, a lot of kind of insider knowledge that you are going to get. So we're excited to share with you part one with Mr. Cody Karn. All right, guys, we are very excited to have with us Mr. Cody Carnes on the Worship Leader Probs podcast. Cody, thank you so much. I mean, I know you probably have so much to do in quarantine right now. So, Oh, man, I've, I've got puzzles to do. I've got Mario Kart champion trophies nice. to win. Yeah, nice. I mean, this is I really had to fire up some time with this guy. Are you, are you guys shelter in place or anything? Because are you guys in the Nashville area? Yeah, Nashville is just encouraged to stay inside. It's not really like gotcha. super lockdown, but it's, yeah. It's we're 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 choosing to just hunker down. So I love it, dude. We walked we walked to the park yesterday because it was finally sunny here, and like even just seeing another human hundred feet away was like human life forms. (laughs) 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 It's like so crazy, man. What what you take for granted, then you realize like, whoa, it's like special that I get to be with another human being that I don't know. Like, hello, sir, how are you? You should never (laughs) talk to people ever. I just never. 
And I'm like, sir, what's your name? Where are you from? Where? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, dude. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. So how did you guys, so last night, my wife and I, we were driving home. We had finished recording our services for the church for the weekend. And uh, my wife jumps on Instagram and you guys were on with uh, Steph Curry's family. Like, did yes. they reach out to you guys? That was so cool, That's man. Awesome. It was wild, man. They, I think they, um, I, I think it was Aisha's idea, Steph's wife. I, I, that's what I understand. I may be wrong, but I think it was her idea. And she reached out to Jason Kennedy and Jason Kennedy does the Hillsong and is connected with all those guys. So I think he reached out to the Hillsong guys and said, Hey, I want to, I want to throw this, help, help the Curry's throw this together and help me like collect some people. And so they just, yeah, we just, kind of all got together with a few of the Hillsong guys and Tomlin and uh, Johnny Swim was on there and David Crowder and a bunch of other people. And um, so, yeah, it was, it was wild, man. Just dude, so awesome. 32,000 I mean, people at one point were watching yeah, that Instagram live, dude. It's yeah, such it was, a cool time. It was crazy, man. And just yeah. like to be essentially FaceTiming with like the greatest three point shooter of all time. <laughs> no kidding. Uh, 100%. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> it was it was awesome, wow. man. Super special. That's cool, dude. Well, dude, there's so much going on with like you and your wife right now. I mean, you guys came off the huge passion conference. You just re- released an album not too long ago. Um, dude, what, what's life like right now? Like, is it weird? Like, kind of everything coming to a grinding halt. You know what I mean? Like, in, in some <laughs> ways, like I know you're able to still do some of these interviews and stuff. But yeah. Like, Honestly, for uh, as far as work goes for us, we work so much from home that it doesn't feel that different. Honestly, mm-hmm. like oh, gotcha. And, you know, we, um, yeah, I released my album on the day that the national emergency was declared. You know, we released a YouTube video of the blessing a week before that we released the audio of the blessing two weeks after it. And I mean, it honestly feels very similar. The only thing that feels weird is like, I feel like if I go outside, people are like, like watching me and judging me. So that's, that's strange. (laughs) But other than that, I mean, it doesn't really feel different to us in the, on the work awesome. side. You know, we have a whole studio set up at the house. We can do most, most things. Um, so, I mean, we're thankful for technology. We're thankful for uh, just the ability to like connect over different forms of technology and still record. And uh, even we're working on a song right now and the producer was like streaming into my computer and I was streaming <laughs> to his. And so we're actually able to like share audio, like full, like yes. quality audio Crazy. between our studios yes. And I oh, was like, yeah. I was tracking piano for this song and he was producing it like over, over FaceTime. He's hearing it in the studio and saying, Oh, I'll play this, you know, he's producing me playing piano. And I'm like, I'm never going to leave my house again. Like I never have <laughs> oh, my to. Gosh. I never have to put on normal clothes. You know, <laughs> no, absolutely. I, was, I was on Steph Curry's Instagram last night in my sweats, in my house. <laughs> yes. I'm like, yes. I'm never, I'm in my sweats right now. I'm, I'm never going to put on normal clothes and leave the house. Like, I can just do, I can do the last awesome home. It's great. <laughs> I love it, dude. Okay. I'm so one of the things I've been super curious about when we were able to secure this interview, I want to hear a little bit of your story of how you got into uh, this worship leading stuff that you're Cause like, okay, here's why. So maybe probably maybe 10 years ago at this point, uh, we had Carrie at my church down here in Florida and you were playing bass. Oh, no way. <laughs> I don't even, I don't even think you were even had a microphone in front of you at that point. Yeah. Maybe but not. It, in the middle of the, the concert, Carrie stopped and was like, I just feel like the Lord's telling me to do something and this person's going to get really upset with me. And you had written a song and she uh-huh. was like, this is one of the best songs I've ever heard. <laughs> and I, I'd really like for Cody she to sing She was a big this. fan from the beginning, man. Big fan. <laughs> what can you say, man? I mean, you know, but it, so like, so they, they bring a microphone over to you and you start singing. And my worship pastor and myself, we looked at you like, who the heck is this guy? Yeah. So like, you know, like it was funny. We, there's these stories of like, okay, Kim Walker Smith was a banker mm-hmm. before she gets in and starts singing with Jesus culture. <laughs> um, Taya Smith, we're hearing for, we, we interviewed David Ware and he's like, dude, she was just a youth volunteer. Yeah. And a week before oceans came out, we even figured out she could sing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like so there's, insane. there's, Come there's on. like these, and I feel like in a way, like you're in that category of like, mm. you know, you're just rocking bass and I think you played a little acoustic, you know, yep. like backing up Carrie and then you start yep. singing and you go, what the crap? So <laughs> dude, would you just like, I don't tell us kind of your story. Like how did you get into music? Tell us about what kind of growing up yeah. and like discerning the call to, to follow the Lord and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, um, 
I'll kind of start at that point and then I'll go back a little bit and then forward. Yeah, so dude. at that point, um, so I had been, I had been at gateway church in Dallas, which is where Carrie was for only like a couple of years. And I was just like part of the team, like on um, worship team. And, and I, I grew up playing multiple instruments. So I was like the guy who never declined on planning center. And like, I didn't have, I didn't even like have a job, but my, my, like my, like kind of serving at the church and, some of it was paid was like my job, you know? And so I was like always up on the weekends playing bass or keys or acoustic or leading some youth services or whatever, that kind of thing. And so Carrie and I met that way um, because we had led worship together a little bit just at church on weekends, things like that. Yeah. So we met just leading worship together. And there was a, there was a weekend where we were up together at church and she pulled me aside and was like, Hey, um, I really want to, I really feel like the Lord's telling me to, to bring somebody out with me this year on the road that can just like kind of help me uh, sing and lead some of these conferences that I have coming up and stuff like that. And she's like, I really love, like, I really love the way you worship. And I feel like God said to, to ask you to be in the band. And I was like, sweet. And I was at the time I was like 20 years old. I think I just graduated high school and moved to Dallas. And that's when I started serving at gateway. And so, um, like, that was, like, dream come true as far as, like, touring and leading worship and all kind of stuff. And so so I just started, yeah, like, being a part of the band. And um, and I think I guess when you saw us, uh, because I was, like, multi-instrumentalist, there were times when, like, a bass player couldn't come or something. And so it was like, hey, will you shift the bass for this this one, you know, date? Yeah, sure, I'll do that, you know. And, um, but... The second, the second uh, like event that I had on the books with Carrie, it's right when I started. I had just written like really my first like worship song that kind of went beyond like just uh, my like songwriting notebook. You know, first song that was yeah. kind of resonating in our church there. Uh, it's called "All He Says I Am," and oh, nice. I had just mm-hmm. I had just written that song, and it was funny because the first time I. The first time I even showed it to her was literally when we were playing live somewhere, like, because, (laughs) because we were doing this thing one day, we were at this church and we were leading like their Sunday morning services and they wanted us to do like the end of the service altar call kind of, kind of moment. And so, um, and it was just acoustic that day. And so we were playing and she did a couple songs altar call and like it, God was really moving. There was just, we were just kind of like playing songs in the background at that point, Mm -hmm. you know, it wasn't really. And we needed more, we needed more songs. And Carrie like leaned over me. She was like, Hey, will you need a song? And I was like, yeah. And I go, can I do a new one? <laughs> back about that, I'm like, you're an idiot, you know, but, but I had just written the song and I was like, so excited about it, you know? And she was like, and I knew it was like a moment that it wouldn't have been detrimental if it was terrible. So she was like, yeah, sure. Go for it. You know? And so I lead this song and I, I like sing all he says I am. And I remember halfway through, she like looks over at me. She's like, the heck is this song you know <laughs> and so that night we were at a different church and we were leading like a full band set and and we were playing the set list and she's like hey will you do that song again tonight like that was really good and i was like yeah and so i taught it to the band and we made this like super rock and roll like arrangement of it, which was awesome and we like let it for the first time that night and like i remember just the room like exploding in it you know just people responding and and so at that point yeah, like you probably, we were probably in Florida like a few weeks or a month or so after that because that was at that point, every time we, we were anywhere, you know, it was just like, hey, I'm going to have Cody. And everybody's like, who the heck is Cody? What is, who's this guy? I'm going to have him lead the song. It's amazing. And so, you know, and I never asked for it. Like it never was like, she just always kind of brought me into the fold of it. And, and that was really interesting because that whole year we traveled together like that. And it really just kind of, we developed this really like kindred friendship kind of unexpectedly, you know, it just was like, um, we, we, we kind of realized we were very similar in a lot of ways and just, um, you know, I don't know. It just was a really interesting year. And I remember at the end of the year, I got hired to be the worship pastor at a church plant that Gateway was doing in Phoenix. And so we, I literally traveled from January to December of 2011 with Carrie and, um, and then in December, I had to say like, "Hey, I'm I'm taking this job. I, I really feel like God's telling me to take this job. I'm, I really didn't even want to take the job, but I had so many like confirmations and words from God mm-hmm. that I was supposed to mm-hmm. do it that I was honestly taking the move out of like 
obedience obligation, like straight <laughs> up, you know, and couldn't deny it. God was telling me, so I had to tell her, like, hey, I, you know, I'm going to take this job and thank you for having me. And she like, she like cried when I left. And I was like, that's weird. And oh, no. so, you know, I mean, it was like a big deal. And so like that just kind of developed this friendship in us. And then from there on, you know, we just stayed friends and um, we started writing songs together at, at that point. And I, we like wrote a song together on her where I find your record. And then we, and then, a, you know, a year or so later, we wrote Let the Heavens Open, which is on Majestic Record. And um, that was just kind of over time when we would kind of see each other. I'd be in Dallas, she'd be in Phoenix, we'd write, hang out. Just We stayed really good friends. And then at the Majestic, she asked me to come back and play on the Majestic album. And that's kind of really when like that and like the weeks after really when like all the sparks flew, you know. Okay. And we realized, oh, nice. you know. Uh, and we well, started let's be honest, It sounds like the sparks were already flying. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> I think it's maybe the first time you realized that there were sparks flying. Yeah. It's, probably, it's probably the first time that I like let, you know, back then it was so interesting. One, Carrie and I are eight years apart. So now that's not, that's not weird at all. But at the time when you're like in your early twenties and late twenties, that's still like a pretty big like difference gap. And so I think there were a lot of reasons. And two, just, I don't know, like at that point, like every Christian guy was trying to date Carrie. It was like, I'm not you know like we're, we're good which, friends which made you which made you so she's much my, more attractive she's exactly, my employer man. like i'm not you know oh, yeah. <laughs> like, i just it was so, the boss yeah it was, there were was so many reasons to just like that's not i i wouldn't even like let myself go there like, i wouldn't even like think about the possibilities to the point that like some friends of mine and carrie's like mutual friends that had known both of us for a long time they like cornered me one day and they're like have you ever thought about dating carrie and i'm like no 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 would i wouldn't wow. do it and they're like, why not? I'm like, I just, I just, I mean, all the reasons I just said, you know, and they're like, well, you guys are perfect for each other. So you really should like consider it. And I was like, you're crazy. And then it took me like awesome. six months to like process <laughs> the risk. Honestly, I was just like, all right. <laughs> By the end of the six months, I was like, okay, I'm taking the risk. Like, here we go. Like, you know, and she said no the first time. So that was fun. Oh, oh snap. And um, yeah, that, that, it was a whole thing, you know, and uh, I just chose not to make it weird and it ended up working out in the end. So that was great. But um, so not yeah. awkward being out with each other after that. <laughs> oh, it was, yeah. I mean, thankfully, we didn't live in the same city. So at that point, it was like, I uh, just didn't really have to see each other much. But uh, yeah, she had a boyfriend I didn't know at the time. That's kind of what made it Ooh, weird. It gotcha, like, yeah. gotcha. Oh, dang. Okay. Yeah, I was like, gotcha. oh, I started dating somebody in this. I don't really know. And I don't want to ruin our friendship. I was like, I don't want to either. This was stupid. I know I'd call my friends. I was like, you idiots. You told what me you to do this. <laughs> I knew it was stupid. <laughs> but uh, oh, yeah, man. it all, it all worked out. So anyway, okay. so before, before that, just simply like I was, I started leading worship in my youth group when I was 15. Uh, I grew up in a small West Texas town of like 20,000 people, middle of nowhere, oil filled, like it's where Friday Night Lights is based on. Literally, that's where I grew up. Is nice. Friday Night Lights. Wow. Um, you've seen that, seen that TV show. Um, so that's, I grew up in like First Baptist Church, Big Spring, Texas, you know, just this real conservative Baptist church. Started in worship with my youth group. Um, and that's really where I fell in love with it. And um, I've, I've been musical, like literally since I was a little, like a baby, because my dad was a musician professionally. And uh, started out playing drums real young and that was my main instrument until I was 18 and then uh, took piano lessons as a kid learned piano dad taught me guitar started playing bass when I was like in high school because the ba- I was like on all these like post-hardcore bands at the time yes. and <laughs> that's right when like Tooth and Nell was massive and Under Oath and, and Emory and Project 86 all those bands were my favorite and so I, you, I was like a drummer in most of those bands. Like I, I was doing double kick at the time, which I can't do now. It's like kind of sad, but, uh, but then the occasionally like towards the end of high school, it was like, Hey, we need a bass player in this band. I was like, okay, sure. I'll just like pick, you know, so I just kind of learned all these instruments and was leading worship in high school at the same time. And then when I moved to Dallas, uh, I moved to join a band with some friends. It didn't last very long, but then that got me a gateway, which hmm. is crazy to think about. Cause I, I was supposed to go to college in a different city and I had a full ride music scholarship. Like, and I got asked to be in this dumb little band with some friends and I don't even know why my parents were like, yeah, sure. Like go. (laughs) Sounds like like, a solid idea. Yeah. Leave your, leave your full ride college education (laughs) and 
go join this stupid little band. And, and I, I mean, it was honestly the hand of God, I think, because mm. it logically did not make any sense. But my parents just were like, hey, if you feel like God's something to do that, then go for it. And I, I think about ramifications on my life if I hadn't moved to Dallas and got involved in Gateway. Like, wow. my life wow. would look totally different, you know? So, anyway, it's a crazy long story and uh, it's, a, it's, it's wild. Dude, it's so That's cool. So awesome. I, I want to quote Brian real quick. Like, bro, I, like I saw you, I've seen you play bass and stuff. You're like, so good. Can you just pick a lane? Either be the best male it's vocalist like, of our time or just like. <laughs> I remember, I remember standing like the last time you guys were at experience conference in Orlando, I'm in there and somebody made us late. So we had to stand and I was mad about having to stand. So I'm standing in the back and, uh, and you know, Carrie's doing her thing and it's unreal. Awesome. And then you stepped up and sing. And I looked at my wife and I'm like, you got to be kidding me, man. <laughs> like this dude is got, just blazing. Uh, it was awesome. It was Thanks, awesome. And, thank, and I'm always mindful. Like when we interview people, like the, the calling, you know, to serve the church. And for those of you who serve the greater church, like these songs that you're writing, I was on uh, CCLI uh, which is kind of just part of my prep process. And okay, so CCLA has you for 71 songs. And I'm looking down through here and I'm like, oh, okay. I don't even know that many songs. That's crazy. Man, it's it's <laughs> just a, a, a playlist of my life over the last, mm. you know, several years. And so thank you for, That's you know, awesome. what you're doing for the church and giving us these songs. And well, before you jumped on here, I said to Jeremy, by the way, don't ever listen to Run to the Father before you're going to interview Cody Carnes. Because I was like, it's like sobbing <laughs> in my le- legitimately had tears running down his face when he jumped that's, on the Zoom. That's why your wife and snot when I first got on here. I was wondering. I thought maybe, yeah, I that's thought right. maybe you had got to clean the beard. I thought maybe you had Corona. So I'm glad to know that yeah. you go. <laughs> no. So dude, um, well, and I want to say too, like, so Brian and I both serve on the uh, ministry team for the experience conference and y'all awesome. are going to be there again this year yeah, for the 10 year anniversary. Super pumped, oh, man. sick. It's gonna so be awesome. all of our, all of our listeners out there, make sure you come show up. Um, yeah. Dude. Okay. So you, you've been on the road. You've been doing a lot of cool stuff for a long time. Any crazy stories that you can tell us? Ooh, so, some oh, little, oh. some backstage stuff or, you know what I mean? Like. There's so many, but I, I'm a terrible on the spot. Okay. Let me think. Um, dude, don't, don't feel pressure. Cause guess what? I can edit out. <laughs> okay. Exactly. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> Dang it. Give give me like uh, probably just a little bit more. Like give me some like what kind of crazy stories? Okay, so like here, so Paul Balash tells a story. Okay, about leading worship in this church somewhere, and a dude comes up on stage and takes all of his clothes off. What? <laughs> and laid them all on the altar. <laughs> and laid them all on the altar. <laughs> um, Christian Stanfield told a story about um, apparently he can never come back on the one on the bridge of um, Glorious Day. And so his MD said, if you ever do it again, we're going to hurt you. And so Christian screwed it up and his, his MD goes, what he goes, you've been a bad boy. And they modulated the whole band they modulated it up step. to E. They, they raised the whole, whole song a step. Dude, that is amazing. Oh my gosh. I mean, the funny, like as far as funny stories go, the one that I think about is uh, I accidentally cussed on stage one time and not like not like i got like i stubbed my toe and cuss or anything like that like i got my letters mixed up and i so i was on uh we were on the garden tour with carrie so this was like a few years ago now um and we were up in connecticut thank god we were in the north we were in the south i, I mean i, I would have been done done so um but we were up in the north at like a club venue too we're in a church so it was all it was all good it's all great but um no so i i was like sick that day and i'd taken a ton of mucinex and so i'm all like loopy like can't really think straight anyway and i would just finish my first song and it's when i was like doing my own set and so i'm in my I'm in my, Carrie wasn't even there to save me, just in my own stuff. <laughs> and then I'm doing, I did my first song and I'm just like charging the crowd, like, you know, so excited to be here. You know, we're excited to worship in the heart of your city tonight. We, we, I really believe that the atmosphere over this city shifts whenever we lift up the name of Jesus, you know. But when I got to city shifts, I got my letters mixed up. <laughs> and I ended up saying atmosphere over this 
and you can put the two things together. And I have like, I have a voice memo of it. Like my friend, of house guy had it in my text message inbox within like five minutes of, people. he was like, he was like ninja working back there. Like all like ex- exporting it. And it is the funniest thing. Cause I like shock myself when I say, I'm like, oh, oh. I, I'm like, I'm so sorry. And you can like hear the crowd in the background, like losing their minds laughing, you know? And like, I remember going into the next song, and then, like, I couldn't even sing the next song. Literally, the band just played, like, a whole verse. And I was just laughing so hard I couldn't even sing it. <laughs> That's incredible. So, the moral story is, don't take Mucinex before you lead worship. It does not go well for you. Or do take Mucinex before you lead. <laughs> yeah, just see what happens. And keep the Worship Fails Instagram account running. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, yeah, right. yeah if, 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 if the Worship Fails account was around back then, man, it would have been. I would have, it would have been front page for sure. It was just, yeah, wild times. I mean, bro, come on, man. Are Cody you is like me? now, he's like America's new songbird. He is. And the voice. Okay. First of all, these guys who have incredible voices and are incredible songwriters, you've heard me. Say, I mean, come on, pick a lane, guy. You well, know what I mean? And- He's an incredible musician too. Right. It's like leave something for the rest of us, man. Yeah. There's like nothing left for any of us. But he does it all. And and that that's that's pretty special. That's a God given gift right there. Yeah, dude. And I just love the stories. Uh you know, like when we were talking about the beginning, the first time I ever saw Cody, he was playing bass for Carrie. He wasn't even supposed to be a singer. And then like that voice was hiding as a bass player for however long. Crazy. It's just unbelievable. Crazy. The stories of Kim Walker Smith was a banker and you know, all these, you know, crazy things that have happened. So, so crazy. Very well, cool. Guys, th- thank you so much for listening to episode 74 of the Worship Leader Props podcast. Um, you know, we talked a little bit earlier today about the uh, WLP uh, consulting, um, and we would be love to join you uh, on your live stream journey. And uh, so we got just some amazing uh, WLP certified production engineers that would love to be a part to help you uh, create dynamic, engaging, Christ honoring yeah. services online. Um, go to to our website to drop in your prayer concerns. Um, you can hit up the online store and grab a sweet shirt like this one. Whoa. Right? Uh, but yeah, we're just so thankful for you guys, the Worship Leader Probs Nation. Yes, we are. And until next time, see ya. Deuces.